These people don't give shit. <laughs> We're giving them the business. The business. All the is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. I'm gonna be lathering this shit up while we're doing this. Yeah, wait, show show it again. Show it again. Goo! <laughs> uh, oh man. I don't even think Robert gets that shade of red. No, well, because I reapply. That's <laughs> Dude, I reapply twice, man. Well you're out there for a while though. Yeah, that's you gotta reapply more than twice if you're out there for a while. Do you see uh, the SpaceX non-college football stuff? The SpaceX splashdown. Where I was, I couldn't see it. Well, yeah, you couldn't it was see like, it. Did you hear the did you hear the sonic boom? Some guy was like, "I heard the sonic boom." No, I didn't hear a sonic boom. I was on the jet ski though when it. I guess when it landed, because when mm-hmm. I got back, they're like, "Oh yeah, it landed." But I didn't hear it. Nice. All right. Well, we can get started. I don't care. Hell yeah! All right. Welcome to the off-season, our first off-season episode of College Football Extravaganza. We normally operate within the season because we we have full-time jobs and whatnot, but we're here giving our time to the people that listen to College Football Extravaganza, all seven of you. It's really ridiculous <laughs> how much you're supporting us. We want and, to thank you guys. Please donate to our Patreon. Yeah, donate to the Patreon, but like... You really, we, we don't give you anything extra right now. Like I said, we don't really do a lot for you. So. I will send nude pictures if you donate to the Patreon. I'll send you pictures of my ingrown toenail. You will get a foot. dick pic. At least one. That's that's bold moves there, baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give them something. I mean, no, no face shots, though. Yeah, you got to guess which one it is. No fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how easy that game, guessing game would be. <laughs> I didn't know Joey had red pubes. <laughs> That's what I was about to say, the red pubes. <laughs> well... That's how this episode started off. If you thought we were going to talk about the 2020 college football season, you're nope. wrong. This one is talking about pubes. <laughs> we're talking about SpaceX and our OnlyFans account, which has now started. Follow us at uh, College Football Extravaganza slash OnlyFans. Also, this Good. this this show is presented by Solar Kane. It's currently saving my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I. I, I like aloe vera. I don't know what the hell a solar cane is. It's aloe vera. That, that stuff is okay. uh, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's good, though. That, it's it, good. Yeah, it's 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 better, I think. Oh, it's just a... I gotcha. It's got more lidocaine in it. That was stupid. I no, need I'm my cane. Aloe vera is a product, not a brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, this is working right it's a good start to this episode. Anywho, what a good start to this episode. All right. Uh, so a little college football news going on. Um, a whole bunch of scheduling changes right now for the most part, right? So the ACC has released its 2020 college football schedule. And Joey, as a Florida State fan, give us your thoughts on Florida State's uh, upgrade of a schedule. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a, a bitch. Because um, you lose West Virginia. We're going to start off with them. They're, they're should be an easier game. I was looking forward to that game, and so was my chiropractor, yeah. which he actually is a fan of the show, so hopefully he watches it. But, yeah, yeah. that that's disappointing. And West Virginia was, was going to be all right this year. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They weren't great last year. I don't think they're going to be great this year. Uh, then you lose Boise, which is, you know, probably a coin flip game. You lose Samford. And then you lose Florida because the SEC is a bunch of wusses and don't want to play. Um, but then you go, you lose Syracuse and Boston College as well, which those are going to be two of the easier games. And you get North Carolina with Sam Howes in a sophomore year after he had a great year last year. Mm-hmm. And you lose Wake Forest, which they breaking in a new quarterback. So you do get Duke on the schedule in Georgia Tech, which should be easier wins. But it's going to be tough. Um, yeah, why isn't Florida State playing Wake Forest? That is an every year game. I don't know. Uh, I just thought it would help. They're in the same, yeah, in the same division, right? Well, so there's no divisions this year. 
They um, it's just one. Uh, what do you call round robin? Not really round robin because everyone didn't play. And then one it's the highest win percentage. ACC orgy. Yeah, no, the, no boundaries anymore. <laughs> Does everyone can play? Well, we'll let Notre Dame in. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you have to wear Dame a mask. Too, it's gonna be tough. You have to wear a mask. <laughs> no, and like they're gonna take the two teams with the highest win percentage, and that's who's gonna be playing in the ACC championship. So you're looking at Miami, obviously Clemson. You can probably go ahead and write their name in there. So you're looking at Miami, you're looking at North Carolina, and you're looking at Notre Dame. They're likely to be in there. But Notre Dame could be a, a huge force within the ACC this year. And welcome to the ACC officially for one year, maybe more yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, give us that money, baby. Let's mm-hmm. get that NBC money. I, I want to I want to um, talk about something you hinted at is that the uh, SEC came out with this. It's 10 game schedule, but the ACC had that 10 conference games plus one. And so a lot of these rivalries, the Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, those uh, rivalries aren't going to be played. Um, however, the Louisville and Kentucky game might be played, right? I don't know. I don't, I know we were talking about it before. It's mandated, but yeah, the, uh, I heard, I heard Louisville, Kentucky may not happen. Hmm. It would be like the first time. It would be like the first time in seventy years that game wouldn't be played. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's right now. I don't think it's on the schedule because of what the SEC came out with. But it's unfortunate. It, it's against the law, actually, in Kentucky. Apparently, <laughs> they, they had a bill mandating that Louisville and Kentucky play. So, no, it's uh, required for them to like meet up and say "go fuck yourselves." So, <laughs> what they're going to do? I don't know what they're going to do, and that's what I think. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis should do. So if if Florida can't get a plus one game in there, somehow Florida Florida State have to play, whether it be a bowl game or something. Mm-hmm. That's why I like we, we were saying before you hopped in, Davis. I think what's gonna end up happening is both if both teams, whatever bowl eligibility is this year, however many bowls they're gonna be, I think at some point they'll probably just throw them in the Gator Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, one of those type bowls and play. I think that's the most likely scenario. If they were to be able to get a game in. That's that's what I could see happening. I wouldn't mind it being, uh, like you said, in the Gator Bowl. Uh, even though I'm in Orlando, I would not like to see it at the Citrus Bowl. I just hate going to games at that stadium. However, the capacity isn't going to be full capacity, so maybe they can actually handle the crowd. I just thought about that. Now, what do you think capacity would even be? Because I know Ohio State came out and said they're going to have fans in their stands. It really mm-hmm. just comes down to what local health officials say. And Florida being the hotbed of coronavirus that it is right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they said no one in the stands. Yeah, maybe media and and uh, very privileged people at first, you know, and privilege as in like access wise, not money wise. You know, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they'll uh, upgrade some sort of stuff in the press box area. So where you can have your own area. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I think I personally believe that there will be at least some form of fans in there. Uh, the 20 percent of Ohio State. I think that's a good number. Um, I, I, if I was in charge, what I would do is say, you gave a little bit to the students. I don't know, like FSU stadium, for example, they, the 20% would be 12,000 fans. Mm-hmm. So you give a thousand student tickets, you give out 11,000 season tickets. However you do it, if you do three games at a time or two games, two games, whatever it is. Um, and then you can, at that point, you can tell them people, you have to go, here are your seats. You have to go to these seats. You have a minimal security task to, or force there to uh, make sure that people aren't running down to the field. And I don't see a problem with that. It's outside. It's But I'm not a health official, of course. But mm-hmm. I just think there's a way to do it. Let me throw this one out there. So what would you, as a fan sitting at home watching the game on TV, what would you rather have? Because there's nothing like watching a game with a jam-packed stadium. Fans are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And that that's just a good – that's a good crowd, good feeling. Would you rather have a game with no fans or have a game with about 12,000 fans, but yet it sounds like no one's there? You like, you 12,000. But then again, it's like you're in a stadium that fits 70,000, mm-hmm. and then it almost sounds like it's a high school game in a way because there aren't, there aren't so many people out there, so you don't hear as much. For some reason, I don't know why, 
I mean, if I can go to a game, I will go to a game. But as a fan watching on TV, I would rather just not worry about the fans being there and just watch the game. I don't know why I feel this way, but I think that there being just a little bit of fans there and making a little bit of noise almost sounds sad. I don't. I, I think it's a step in the right direction, though. I think it's a step in the right direction, and it's not like it's not like they couldn't get more people to go. You know, those people are like that. The twelve thousand could be the max capacity, and yeah. and so that might become the oh oh you know all the, they're sold out. You know, and it doesn't sound as good as like ninety thousand screaming fans, but you know, mm-hmm. at least they're allowing people to go to the games. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd, I'd rather have fans in the stand because they're piping in crowd noise right now anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so if you're talking about from a fan's perspective sitting at home, they can still do the piped-in noise to make it seem like it's a more active atmosphere. Which, and if, you if still they're get... piping in crowd noise, I, I, they're, they're, they need to step up because, like, I need to hear some, like, screaming. Like, get off your knees, Ralph, or, like, eat a dick. Like, you know, something, <laughs> something that would be realistic. The, the constant, yeah. that's not realistic. Yeah, I don't know. Like with the NBA, I would prefer to hear what the players are saying over fake crowd noise on the TV. But yeah. <laughs> I know they probably TVs probably don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the crowd noise because it's just kind of, it's kind of fake. You know, mm-hmm. like the UFC when you're watching the UFC and there's no one there anymore. Yeah, uh, you hear that, like leg leg kick and it pops, and mm-hmm. it's just interesting. I don't know. I think it works. It, it works with soccer, in my opinion. I've watched a couple of soccer matches, and it does just sound like it a normal soccer matches. But like I said, I don't really like it with baseball. I don't really like it with uh, basketball. It'd be football is more like a soccer environment, so maybe it would work better. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, I don't care if they do it or not. Um, I just think they need to do better. <laughs> Good job, Robert. <laughs> Just do better. Um, okay. In other news, uh, the Pac-12 uh, had a bunch of players um, going with this. We're united. What they say? Um, did you hear about this, Davis? The uh, oh yeah, like a layer out. Yeah. So they're they were uh, asking for basically better and safer conditions and pay. You know, to get paid um, a, a laundry list of demands basically from the pac 12 um which i'll look i'll try and find if one of y'all can find it first let me know um i'm looking up i'm looking up right okay but washington state apparently has uh dismissed 12 or so players from their football team for just supporting the movement um which if you ask me you know i i'd like to know what they were exactly demanding the players were threatening to sit out the 2020 season and uh you played football, Joey Davis, you played baseball. So you get the idea of like, um, you know, the hierarchy that is a team and the coach makes those decisions or, you know, the AD might make some decisions, but if some players saying I'm going to sit out, he has looked on, he's looked like in the light of the coach, he's being selfish, right? He's Mm -hmm. putting his knees before the team, but uh it's 2020 and college football players have a platform and so was it right for washington state's head coach or whoever to dismiss these 12 players for using that platform to try and demand these things and that's the question i'm presenting to listeners to, to you guys to everyone so this is what they're demanding basically along with the demands they say uh the group starts by asking for safety uh, protections amid the coronavirus pandemic, uh, allowing student athletes to opt out of play during the pandemic without losing eligibility or a spot on the team, prohibiting any COVID-19 agreements that waive liability and player approved health and safety standards enforced by a third party selected by players to address COVID-19. And so basically if these are not met, uh, players will opt out. Mm. Yeah. See, I um, I don't know. This is a pretty new situation, right? Like this just popped up today or re- very recently. Yes. Yeah. So I just think I want to hear more about what these players are doing. Like, because to just to kick them off the team for this seems like a little like a step too far. 
Like, so I don't know if they're behind the the doors or whatever. They're trying to convince other people, you know, we got to all set out. We got to all do this. Cause at that point, maybe you could say it's like detrimental to the team or something like that. If you'll get kicked off for that all the time. Um, or yeah, get kicked off the team. And it, you know, it kind of, it reminds me of the Marvin Wilson situation at Florida state where he thought Mike Norvell didn't, uh, or lied about how he was handling the black lives matter thing. And I don't really agree with how Marvin Wilson wasn't handled it originally, but then it still it all came out for the better at the end when yeah. they sit down having a conversation. And I just like, did that happen here? Did they ever have a chance to like voice their opinion, what they were doing wrong? I, I think it's like one of those things. We're going to need a lot more information to, before we can say. Right. And th- this, stuff, this kind of stuff is happening all over the nation um, this year with, with Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma state. Um, him and Mike Gundy had to have a sit down about, about things. And at Iowa, their strength and conditioning coach, um, got fired just because a whole bunch of old stories and even like current players are saying, yeah, the man is, uh, you know, racist or like I wouldn't have played for Iowa if I could do it over again, you know. So we're seeing players uh, have a voice and that's good. Like players should be able to have a voice and and they should be able to unionize. It shouldn't be forced to unionize in my opinion, but, but they're allowed to do these things and uh, – you know, maybe players do need to unionize so that they don't get kicked off the team. But in the end, their original uh, here with the with the Washington State or the Pac-12 players, they were kind of saying, we're not going to play if you don't meet these demands. And in reality, there are so many people willing to take that position to be a college football player. So mm-hmm. that, I, I will say, that's the I, other side of the coin. I went back and forth on – like Chuba Hubbard and Marco Wilson calling out their coaches for, well, I know for Marco Wilson's case, uh, Mar- Marvin, they, but you're Mar- good. <laughs> Marco, yeah. Mar- Marco plays for the Gators. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, what, what Dan Mullen do? Marvin, <laughs> Marvin. my coach. I uh, know like when, uh, what's their new head coach's name? Um, Not Norvell. Nor- yeah. Mike Norvell. When, when Mike Norvell came out and said, yeah, I reached out to all the players and spoke with them individually, but then Wilson came out and said, no, that's actually not true whatsoever. Um, and then Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard calling out his coach for wearing the the shirt, the one, like the one America, one America news network. Yeah, yeah. American news network. At first I was initially upset that they would publicly call out their coaches the way they did. But then I guess I, I liked how it resulted. I, I, the fact that they were able to meet with their coaches and speak with them made me feel better about the topic. But initially I was kind of upset with the players that they would publicly call out their coaches the way they did only for them to just to real quick be like, Oh, it's all good. Right. Yeah. See what, what, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, I agree with Davis. Like uh, I think it's just a new way of going about things, the snap decisions to make a tweet um, mm-hmm. when a lot of things can be handled in- internally. And there are some things that like, need to be handled externally like but only whenever you have exhausted all other resources and there's not going to be a change unless you go to the outside world you know <laughs> i um no he i ag- he agrees yeah uh, apparently fuck yeah <laughs> i the marvin was something frustrating me because it's like it, it it was a semantics issue that he got mad at about it was like he didn't like the he thought he mischaracterized what he did and so he instead of saying going to him and being like, Hey man, this isn't what you did. Why not? He just went out there and blasted the whole world and made it Mike Norvell look like there are people saying that the FSU should fire. Him. I saw, and then right. it's like, that's crazy. And yeah. then the Chubba Hubber, Hoover, however you say his name. Chubba that one, Hubba. Yeah. He Chubba frust- Hubba. That frustrated me just because his he coach is a win <laughs> he has a different political opinion than his coach so he got mad at him and it's like man you can't you're allowed to have different opinions than people and you don't have to but again you know talk to each other about it that's, what, you're that's allowed what discourse to wear, is for yeah you're allowed to wear whatever shirt you want yeah you know well i think the big thing there was chuba was upset because the network that uh of the of the shirt that he was wearing they it's have a been critical about the black right yeah. but but you you know that they're a conservative news network, I get it, but yeah. you know, Mike Gundy was wearing that shirt probably long before any of the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe the picture was taken um, a couple of years ago, and Black Lives Matter has been around for for longer than 
just this year, obviously. 2017, but, right? Right. So, so I don't know when the picture was taken, but I, I, I would bet he's, he's had it for a little while. And, you know, you're not going to change his political views. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and he's been established at Oklahoma State. So as long as he's conducting himself in, like, not a racist manner or in, in a way that a head coach should as a professional, there's, you know, if yeah. Chuba Hubbard wants to go somewhere else, that's his decision, you know? Yeah, with that too, uh, uh, he um he he's been with Mike Gundy for what is he a junior this year mm-hmm. or uh, something like that. He um he, so he knows Mike Gundy. It's a little bit different with the Marvin uh, Wilson thing because Mike Norvell's brand new. They've had had three spring practices with him, so maybe Marvin Wilson thought that oh this guy's not the guy I thought he was. But you, when you know someone for two three years, going through football, going through hell with them. And then you assume he's a bad person because of a shirt. But, you know, that's a different discussion. That's not a cultural discussion. Right. Yeah, we try and keep – if you want a political discussion, we have another podcast for that called Luchador's Liberty. We have an episode coming out tomorrow. Fuck, I got to do that tomorrow. Right, plug away. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to look – I thought he might have been a sophomore. But, no, 2019 he was a sophomore, so he was a junior this year. Yeah, yeah he's a junior – all right. Yeah, I mean, there's – oh, here we go. I found a Twitter graphic of the We Are United thing. You know, I, I think I think players are doing the right thing, but maybe – you know, I, I don't know how else you could go about it besides saying if, if our demands are met, we're not going to play, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to be one to work, and you don't know how willing – again, that's why you got to figure out what actually happened. You, they mm-hmm. had to be willing to work with them because if you just come out and say these are our demands and they're not met, we're not going to play. Like you got to have wiggle room. You got to have something. It's a it's a negotiation process, and I don't blame them for wanting to be safe. But you know, you got to be reasonable as well. I also think I think this goes along with the times. Right now, the college athlete has a bigger voice than ever. I mean, think about a guy like Kylan Hill who came out at Mississippi State saying, "I'm not going to play unless this flag is changed." And guess what? That flag's changing. So mm-hmm. I think the college athlete has more power than ever as of right now. And I think it's consistent to what other players are doing. So this doesn't surprise me at all that the Pac-12 players coming out and saying this. And by the way, it's really not all Pac-12 players. There are certain players that did come out and say, yeah, I mean, I support the idea of it. But for the most part, I'm not opting out. I'm still going to play if we, if we play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not everyone's on board. I think, they like, I think those that are like supporting it, for the most part, like they're going to play still, but I think they just simply want to make sure that they're safe. Right. Well, yeah. we've, we've had a discussion on paying athletes for years. Yeah. Or like, you know, in college football has been going on, but last, last year we even had a couple episodes where, you know, there's one episode titled pay, pay the players. So yeah. we're, we're definitely all in favor of that here. Uh, we're capitalists mm-hmm. in this group, I would hope. And, you know, an individual has a right to capitalize on his, hard-earned money that he can make mm. and as and he the time he puts in it determines and and i guess the talent here because if jerseys are selling like tim tebow would been would have been so rich coming out of college and i know tim is uh, against players getting paid but at the same time you got to look at how the disadvantage between the administrators of the universities and all these people making all this money and the players and setting them up for a brighter future by paying them would be good. Like, cause you and I were talking before the podcast, Joey, about um, insurance for these players, especially if you're a good player and you get hurt and you can't go mm-hmm. pro, you know, you didn't make any money and now you can't do what you were best at doing for a living. So, you know, I don't want to hear, like, that's why they go to school. You know, they're going to this school to play football, and then a lot of – for a lot of players, you know, their education is primary. For some, it's secondary. So, Mm -hmm. you have to set up those players who are banking on the NFL for success. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that we – with the insurance thing, hell, even the pros don't have insurance for their entire lives or after they got get done playing pro football, and you would think a lot of them would have enough money to be able to pay for it, but they, a lot of them don't. Um, but, yeah, it, it's this I don't know, illusion that – it's not even an illusion, but they try to act like it's an illusion that these are student athletes 
or not. Like you got to realize some of them are, I'm not saying that for all of them. Mm -hmm. Majority of these guys are athletes who play sports for our college. Right. And so, yeah, you, I mean, we just got to realize that. And after that, and it's already changing with the uh, name image likeness. Um, eventually something will happen on the right. right. And me, if I'm, if I'm a normal college student, um, and even if I'm getting a scholarship from the state or the school or whatever, I still have an opportunity to maybe get an internship at the school or an internship somewhere. These players uh, are giving all their time to the school. And so they don't, a lot of them don't have time for a part-time job or a full-time job on the side. So why can't you make like being on the football team, like some positions an internship, basically like a paid internship for the school, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I always look back at the, the argument I always like to make when it comes to why a college athlete should be paid is when I was a peer educator at UWF, I was paid. I would pay minimum wage, but I was paid. And I drove around campus in a golf cart and we talk about certain things about overall school wellness and whatnot, college life wellness. And I was paid for that. But yet a football player who goes to two practices a day, does workouts, plays in games, has the opportunity to get hurt. Um, like this person doesn't get paid at all and they're doing more for the university, bringing in more money for the university than I ever will. Uh, but yet in the, at the end of the day, I'm making 50 more dollars a week than they are. Right. Because they can't work. The rules that the NCAA has put the strings that are attached with that scholarship are just too much and they're un-American really it, it it's just a shame these players can't make money off of their own talents it's it's almost slave-like really it is yeah well South Park South Park compared compared it to a slave trade mm-hmm. exactly I love that episode <laughs> I, I love yeah. and South Park's been right about a lot of a lot of things um college football uh, pl- included to play devil's advocate a little bit here though there are like you you mentioned Robert they're making people are making all this money, but reality is there are a lot of these college football programs don't make a lot of money. Right. The coaches do, the administrators do. So you, there's an argument there, but like, if you're not Clemson, you're not Alabama, you're not one of those big schools. You're lucky to be in the black. I know FSU's had a lot of problems because they had a couple of bad seasons in a row mm-hmm. and they're hurting financially. Um, so you got to come up with that. These small schools might not be able to afford that because they, how they have to pay. Um, sorry, did I lose y'all? Nope. Uh, anyway, uh, switch. they have to, um, they have to play these games against FSU or Alabama or Florida, or whoever, and go get creamed 50 to nothing or whatever, just to make, make enough money to keep their football program going. Just to so make how a is, cool $400,000. Yeah. And, then, and so I, you know, want to talk about Corona hurting things. Those schools are going to be hurting. They're already hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be hard for their athletics departments to survive without like Sanford playing FSU this year. They're not getting that infuse or inflection of cash, whatever you want to say, call it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead, Davis. I was going to say on that note, like imagine the small schools that go into these big universities, the, the small schools getting paid like a million dollars just for that team to show up. The school is getting paid a million dollars all while the players that are on the field are getting their ass kicked and the university mm-hmm. gets to walk away with the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks a lot worse when you look at it like that, for sure. <laughs> for, the, for the small schools, I would also say, you know, that's just – that's just going to be the nature of a free market. Uh, you know, some schools are going to make more money than other schools, but the mm-hmm. benefit of being a smaller school is you do get that big payday when you uh, go get your ass creamed by FSU at Doe Campbell and your North South Central to go to state university, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of things uh, for bigger schools, the football program funds the rest of the other athletic programs and so without that source of income, these other athletic programs are going to be even more so in the red because they don't have that cash cow coming in of basketball and football. And even this, even the economies of the cities, you know, bring people in like Tallahassee on game day. People come from Gainesville, Miami, Pensacola, you know, Georgia and Alabama as well. So there's, there's a lot that's going to be affected this year. I, I, ju- I hope we can have a stable season. Yeah, me too. I want to see uh, yeah. Chubba, Chubba Purdy at FSU kick some ass. Chubba, 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 Chubba. <laughs> we just can't have this turn into what Major League Baseball could potentially turn into where certain teams – Wait a minute, wait a minute. Chubba Purdy's going to FSU? Yeah, you didn't know that? Brock Purdy's brother? Yeah. 
when did this happen? Did he commit there or something? He's on campus right now. He's on camp. So is he? He was committed to Louisville, and then Norvell uh, flipped him. Yeah, he's going to be an incoming freshman, and he is who I think should start. So football, yeah. not coronavirus. So, so <laughs> I, I haven't been keeping up with FSU that much. Um, so who who's all that quarterback? You have uh, the really fast guy who got who got absolutely murdered <laughs> murdered during the Florida game. Yeah, Jordan Travis. Then you have he's, he's going to be good too. What what are you going to? Well, the FSU belief is that him? they wouldn't let him throw last year, and I uh, some people have said there's an injury, and some people say he can't throw. Uh, but I watched him play in a spring game. Of course, now knowing what our defense looks like, actually, it, it was pretty trash. But he looked decent. He looked good throwing the ball over the middle. He wasn't great throwing it deep. But then you have James Blackman, Chubba Purdy, um, and then you have another three-star guy, Tate Rodermaker, that we brought in. I nice. think Chubba's going to start. So because uh, they all with the name Chubba, man. That's a really good name. It's an Chubba. awesome name. <laughs> this is new. Chubba. This must have been a thing in like 2000. Yeah, Brock and Chubba are pretty pretty good names for kids. <laughs> well, if Chubba uh, Purdy is any anything like his brother, FSU's got a good quarterback, and that'll make mm-hmm. up for uh, Hal going to um, go to North Carolina. Yeah, there. Um, I was listening to an interview with his high school coach, uh, and he scored ten touchdowns in one game <laughs> in high school. And they uh, they all thought it's the classic younger brothers, uh, way better than the older brother scenario thing. So we'll see how it plays out. Who are they I playing? Till- Northview. <laughs> ha! Anyone from Northview listening? Y'all suck. <laughs> yeah, they suck. Just said Gulf Breeze. Uh, <laughs> no, he played out in Arizona. Gulf Breeze didn't have that great of a year last year, so. Should have said Gulf Breeze. Uh, Got my Gulf Breeze baseball shirt on. Even I had a sack against Gulf Breeze. That's how bad they were. They were not not that good my first two years. I don't think they won a game. We uh, hated Gulf Breeze in football, man. Mm -hmm. We had a pretty good – we had played them in a shootout, though, to win the district championship. That That was fun. Yeah. They had that – when we got good, they got good, too. So. It's all right. I was a baseball player, so at least I can't say, yeah, I was on the field for that. <laughs> so I have a graphic up of, I guess, uh, what the players sent to the Pac-12. Um, so I'll go through that now, and and we can just you, you just pawn take it apart. On, yeah, pick it apart, whatever you want to say. So uh, because immoral rules would punish us for receiving basic necessities or compensation for the use of our own name, image, and likeness, while many of us and our families are suffering economically from the COVID-19 fallout, hashtag we are united, because we should, uh, because we should be included in equitably sharing the revenue of our talents gener- that our talents generate, especially in a pandemic, uh, because unjust rules prevent 98% of college football and basketball players who won't go pro from capitalizing economically from what would otherwise be the most valuable years of our lives, including many black players from low-income homes, because eliminating lavish sal- uh, salaries and facility expenditures to preserve all sports must be prioritized, because the NCAA has failed us and we are prepared to ensure that our conference treats us fairly, whether or not it continues its NCAA membership, in forming alliances with college athletes from other conferences to unite with us for change, we are united. Uh, hashtag we are united in our commitment to secure fair treatment for college athletes due to COVID-19 and other serious concerns. We will opt out of the Pac-12 fall camp and gain participation unless our demands are guaranteed in writing by our conference to protect and benefit uh, both scholarship athletes and walk-ons. Uh, you know, it sounds like they're shooting for the moon there. Um, I mean, it's not going to happen this year. I, so I get it. Uh, again, we've just had a discussion about it completely. They should be compensated, but I mean, that was never going to happen in a month. So, right. Uh, yeah. I need to wait. I know, especially in the Pac-12, I mean, you have a lot of schools that are in California, California passed a law in act. I think it's 2023 when players can start getting paid. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're using this as an opportunity to go ahead and jumpstart that, go ahead and find, you know, pay us, the time that we're going to be spending out there, our families are struggling, maybe. And I'm sure some families are struggling. I'm not going to completely put that past them. But I, I think that not all these needs are going to be met. I think these universities are struggling, too. And these are universities that bring in millions. Well, guess what? These universities are going to be losing millions. And 
if they were to pay their players right now, that's going to be a lot of money that I don't think that they could afford. And that's actually kind of weird thinking that, but we've already seen a couple of smaller programs close down uh, their football programs because of what one pandemic has done. So I think it might be a heavy ask to start paying an entire conference worth of players. I, I understand. I, I think it's, it would be tough. It would be a tough switch. Um, but I think it's the right thing to do, you know, with many things that are right, uh, there comes a time where things get tough and paying players uh, for their hard earned work. I think that's the right thing to do. And, you know, even though these schools are going to take a massive pay cut because they're not reaping the benefits of it, they're already taking like big money home from regular students and, and the government and student loans. So there's a whole mm-hmm. education system that's messed up already whenever it comes to how much education costs and there's going to be an apex when technology is makes it so easy for people to learn things like the internet people aren't going to have to or aren't going to be willing to pay thirty seven thousand dollars a semester to go to a college oh yeah imagine the ivy league where like schools like harvard are doing online classes but yet they're still going to be charging their students the same price as if they were on campus and students are suing now as a result of this, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, work my ass off to get accepted into Harvard. I didn't pay all this money to attend the school only to stay home and take online classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harvard's got everyone mad at them. The, those people, the Asians, just Republicans, <laughs> everyone, just no one likes Harvard right now. I can, no, name, but, I can name a few more. But, um, talking about that, uh, it's it, something just thought popped in my head. I, uh, Jeff Cameron, he's a local ESPN Tallahassee guy. He, um, I was listening to him talk, and he's talking about the NFL. Uh, you know, they want nothing to do with college football. From what I understand, Roger Goodell thinks of college football as a competitor, but this is literally your minor league system. And yeah. he was talking about it with the coronavirus. Like, they, the NFL needs college football to be played because they need to be able to scout. They need to do all that stuff. And he was saying, well, why don't they pay for the coronavirus tests? So to make sure that some way, again, like I was saying, a lot of these college football programs don't make money and they can't. And some of the smaller schools, I don't know how they're going to test, especially without getting the influx of cash from playing the bigger schools. So why does the NFL step in and do it? And, you know, they're again, they're treating it. They're pushing it out. It's like they think, oh, these are student athletes, not athletes. It's the same scenario. And I don't know the amount of money that they make. Maybe they could help. Do something to play. And help out just an idea but you know i mean i know uh, that, you know I, I don't know class. who is funding the tests over at uwf the uwf has been doing tests for covid i don't know who's been funding it but mm-hmm. i mean that's been going on for over a month now every day yeah. and yeah. I, I got tested i i'm i tested negative thank god but mm-hmm. I, this is stuff where if players are going to be showing up to practice they're going to be competing against one another they're going to be on campus living their lives while other school, other students are possibly going to be at home doing online courses. You're going to have to test these guys at least every other day. Mm-hmm. And sure the, the NCAA is saying that they're only going to test once a week is crazy. There's no way that happens. You know, in, in, in professional sports right now, they are testing once every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. They're doing that in football right now. I know that for a fact for the NFL. Uh, they're doing that for the MLB. And then I think in the bubble, I don't know how often they're testing in the bubble for the NBA. Um, yeah. I just know that they haven't really had any, they haven't had any positive cases, I think, as of right Did, now. Didn't someone go to a strip club and then had to quarantine? Lou Williams, my hero. Dude, he Williams. wanted those wings, man. Those wings look delicious. He to be that fair, those are the best wings. Those are the best wings in the world. Must be. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, you're crazy, man. That's funny. The entire, I think everybody came out in that the defense of that dude, which was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I was like, too, all right. I mean, a part of me was like, dude, really? Like, you, have, you're supposed to stay in the bubble, and then you go to a strip club, and then the first thing you say is it was because I was getting food. I mean, you went to a strip club of all places. It must have mm-hmm. been the best damn wings ever. Mm-hmm. Did you see the picture of the wings? No, they mm-hmm. looked 
phenomenal. I'm defending him 100%. Look at like I, a doc photo of Wings. This place is in Orlando, right? Like, I got to go. No, no, no. He was in Atlanta. He, Atlanta. I think he did oh, a funeral or something in Atlanta. Mm. He had a family thing that he had to go to Atlanta for. And, uh, what? and Magic was, City, baby. I just stopped real quick. But he was like with Jack Harlow, you know, like the rapper, like that mm-hmm. What's Poppin' song. Never I didn't know that. You ever heard of What's Pop? I don't, I don't even want to rap. <laughs> can you, can you sing it for it's us? Such a stupid fucking song. But it's, can you sing it for us? Maybe <laughs> it's I'll a remember. good song. It's a no. good song. What are you talking about? No, not while this is being recorded. No. <laughs> wow. Okay. If I can, like, I'll like, if I can, like, play it on my Spotify from here and you guys can hear it, then sure. No, no, no. We want to hear it from you. It's no. okay. We won't make you do it. it you know, it, it's fine. It's, it's it's not live radio. Like I said, we only have like five listeners. It's going down by the second, really. <laughs> <laughs> and it will, I will like guarantee us having no listeners. The but- only people who are going to watch this are the... Uh, the people from the bar who are doing their research on me just to see if I like said anything bad, probably uh, that's who's going to be uh, doing all of our videos. It's a good song. Yeah. Yep. Don't put this on YouTube. Oh, look at it. it does. Is that, they? Okay. All right. They... YouTube being they, uh, they gave me a strike for one of our videos, one of our college football videos. What? Really? Which what? one? I, I sent them a uh, reasoning behind why I used it. It was the rivalry week one when uh, the one after rivalry week when uh, I used the clip from uh, Old Miss, the guy who scored the touchdown and he did the dog piss. He like yeah opened his leg yeah. For us reacting to that, they sent me a copyright infraction. Oh, no. Then we might get one because I played that song. It's just the algorithm. I don't know. But I sent them a, uh, I sent them the, the elements of fair use, and I told them we were within fair use. So I think we were within fair use of this one then. Oh, we're, we're definitely in we're, – we're in it with all of them. YouTube's stupid. YouTube, you're Fuck dumb. Them. Yeah, and, YouTube. and if there was another platform that was just as big and had as much volume, I would be there and not on YouTube. But yeah, that's, that's getting into the uh, into semantics here. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I, you know, uh, one one other thing I'm very sad about is there there are a lot of good games. I was looking forward to Texas LSU. I was looking forward mm-hmm. to Florida Florida State. Um, you know, the opening week had some good games going on too. So we're not going to get to see those big cross-conference games that give you a good idea of the college football playoff. And I'm, I'm not even sure how they're going to do the college football playoff anymore. They said they're doing it. It doesn't matter. Good. That's Welcome. what I like. That's what I like to hear. You have, you have 10 game <laughs> schedules and you go 10 and 0, win your conference championship, you're 11 and 0. So mm-hmm. there you go. You, you should be in. I'm a little upset uh, there's not, you know, 12 games, but, you know, it's it's one or two less games, and you're eliminating those smaller schools. So, we'll, we'll see. Who y'all it's going to be king of the conference here. What, uh, give me a playoff. What do y'all think? You know, I don't know because we don't even know all the schedules in the SEC yet. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to think one team out of the SEC at least is coming out, but – I don't know who it is. I think I thought Florida had a good chance at it, but if Florida has to play Texas A&M and Alabama during the regular season, which a lot of people are saying might happen, uh, that's, that's a tough schedule. You got four potentially top five teams Florida has to play there. So, you know, I couldn't tell you right now. I think Ohio state's going to be in there for sure. I like Ohio state a lot this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Ohio State might win the championship this year, actually. I think Justin Fields is going to be damn good this year. He was good last year. Uh, He has a lot of weapons still. He lost a few, especially on defense. But in terms of offensive weapons, he still has a lot to work with. I lost a star running back, but I I think that Ohio State, I would put them in mind. Uh, I'm not sold on Alabama as of right now. Um, so I don't think Alabama's going in. 
Clemson. I think naturally I'm going to go with Clemson. I got Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is court at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one for you. Oregon. Oregon's going to be in the playoff this year. Uh, if I had to put them in a top four playoff, I think Oregon likely. gets in there. Eh, I mean, I just uh, – right now the Pac-12 has been so quiet. I mean, someone's going to eventually wake up, and Oregon has the best shot of doing that. Maybe USC with a, a Keaton Slovis. Mm-hmm. It'll come. It'll come down uh, to Oregon and USC but, in the Pac-12. But I think Oregon has a nasty defense and a nasty offense this year. Just watch I, out for them. I do like. I so I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was mentioning how he loves Georgia this year. He thinks Georgia, I love. I was. That's what I was about to say too. I think Georgia. They have. A, they have a good selection of quarterbacks to choose from. I think they're going to go with. I think they're going to go with JT Daniels at the end, the guy from mm-hmm. USC. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that three? I've listed three so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Georgia's defense alone might be able to get them to the playoffs. To be honest, so that that defense is nasty as well. Um, and the addition of JT Daniels really brings it home because they have some wide receivers too. And and I really was not sold on the Wake Forest quarterback. What was his name? Um, uh, Who Georgia's? Georgia, well, no, Wake Forest. He's transfer. now Georgia's quarterback. Oh, Jamie Newman. I, Jamie Newman. I liked, yeah, I like Jamie Newman. I yeah. was about to say that. I think JT Daniels or Jamie Newman could both be good. Um, I, I would pick Georgia to come out. I like Texas A&M a lot too, though. I yeah. think they got a chance this year. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Alabama and LSU breaking in new quarterbacks, whoever they are. Um, Clemson, Ohio State, and then I don't know. I don't. I don't mind. Texas. I like Sam Ellinger. It feels like he's been there for yeah. 15 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they they've, might been, be interesting. they've been back for uh, 15 years I, now. I, I do like – I like Texas last year. Honestly, Texas was going to be one of my big teams last year. They they mm. just disappointed me. But I'm hoping that they'll be a better team this year with a senior in, Ele- in Sam Ellinger. Uh, but I, I also want to say look out for Oklahoma just because they're always going to yeah. have the offense. And they have that – they have that young quarterback who was on QB one. Um, Spencer Spencer Rattler. Spencer, Rat- Spencer Rattler. Is that, I that's the guy. guy is, he, he's an athlete. He's small, but he's an athlete. And I think that uh, his first year at quarterback, it'll be a good year. But look out for Oklahoma next year, especially. But I think you can't count out Oklahoma regardless. No, I think I think Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma in Texas. That game's going to tell you a lot about who comes out of there. Uh, I'm biased here, but definitely keep an eye on Florida. Kyle Trask is a veteran quarterback now, and he's got weapons at wide receiver still. The O-line is going to be uh, still a question mark. They had good pass protection last year. The run game didn't get going as as well as you'd like it to, but I think if you see improvement in that and they actually have some run game, Florida could do big things uh, depending on how their defense is too. Cause they're not playing many veteran quarterbacks. They're not playing many Joe Burrows this year. I mean, you possibly might play Kellen Mond. Um, you're going to, you're going to go to Ole Miss and you're going to play, you're going to play um, fucking Lane Kiffin and what the dude with the fast feet, what's his name? Jesus. The quarterback. At you got Ole me Miss. beat. The quarterback at I cannot believe I'm forgetting. Um, John. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Plumley, Plum, John Plumley. Plumley. Yeah. How did I forget a name like that? Jesus. Yeah, Plumley. <laughs> no, he's good fast. Yeah, he's fast. I, I think, think he has Matt the ability to be a really good quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. He does, and so that's a trap game for Florida. That's a trap game for Florida. Um, they got to play Kentucky like always. Terry Wilson, you know. Terry. Yeah, this Terry done put in reverse. This Terry's all gear, all all go. Yeah, Did no, you my, say ter- I, who said Terry? Me. Oh, you said Terry. Terry, <laughs> put it right, Terry. Terry. <laughs> Man, no, I, y'all are stupid. Uh, <laughs> Terry, best Terry, Tamarian Terry is the best uh, Terry out of all of them. But uh, he, yeah. um, I, I think I'm choosing Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, and then I, I probably would go with Oregon over Texas, Oklahoma, or USC. Um, and I, Ohio State's going to run away with it this year. I don't think there's – I think they're going to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. So, unless one of those quarterbacks at Georgia is just a monster, which Georgia could win its first championship ever. So They definitely have enough talent to uh, to do it. I just hate Georgia 
till the day I die. And I don't want to put them in my top four. I'll put Oklahoma in there because I'll say Georgia loses one to like Florida or Alabama or Auburn or something that that doesn't allow them to get in. Gotcha. And that's what I'm going. So I, I think I'll go Ohio State one, Clemson two, Oregon three, Oklahoma four. And so no SEC teams? That would be no SEC teams because I I just think that the SEC conference only schedule, depending on the draw right now, and this is this is going to be a fluid situation. Uh, the whole season is, but the SEC only schedule this year could could cause some some damage within the conference just because everyone's playing everybody, and. True. And uh, you've got a lot of good teams in the SEC this year. And now that you're playing less games, it's going to be a lot more difficult to lose a game and make it into the, time, in the final four. That is true. Because right. depending on the conference that you're in, if you, could, if you lose a game, you're not out. But because each conference is playing 10 games, you lose a game, that could do it for you. Well, Auburn's going to be good. Texas a and is going to be good. Florida's good. Georgia's good. Alabama's good. You know, I, I wouldn't put it past Ole Miss to get, get a surprise win. Uh, Will Muschamp always has a good defense. Got a win against Georgia last year. So that, it, there's just so many factors in the SEC this year, so many talented teams that I, I would find it hard for a team to go 10-0 and in this conference this year. Yeah, no, if you look at it from that perspective, I think you're right. I think there could also be a scenario where we have five teams that are 10-0 and then you got to leave somebody out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like Texas A&M a lot this year. I like Georgia a lot. I think one of them, depending – again, it does depend on the schedule. If Georgia pulls Florida, LSU, Alabama, and A&M, or if LSU does the inverse, I mean, it's going to be tough to get through. And we don't even know how they're deciding that. Like I said, we don't Mm -hmm. even know. So, and you get a bad, like, I hope Florida draws Arkansas and we can see a Felipe Franks versus Florida storyline. Or, you know, I would like to see that. Just, you know, just to see. (laughs) What if Felipe has like a weird breakout year? I hope he does. I I mean, I liked Felipe. I didn't like his antics, but I liked how he played a lot of times. But I I also like Kyle Trask a lot more, and I like Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson a lot more. So you just have a stacked QB room. I just – my issue with Felipe was he would have a bad game, and then he'll be in the press conference be like, yeah, yeah, we won, so I had a good game. (laughs) Yep. I hate Felipe Franks. <laughs> I honestly, I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. You were terrible today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that little I, first down thing he did where he shrugged his shoulders, that's the worst. It's he's, 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 he sucks, dude. <laughs> he's like awkward when he tries to do cool things. Felipe has mm-hmm. a cannon for an arm, and he can he run. And, and if, if he, could, if he uh, took those last few games from 2018 and made that his consistent play, then he would be, he would be unstoppable almost. The guy's like, I, I like what he can be, and I hope that this uh, kind of setback of the injury and going to Arkansas put a flame under him and maybe humbled him a little bit. But I like the guy, and I've seen how his teammates reacted whenever he had to leave, and they were crying, you know. So he obviously is a good leader too. So we'll we'll see how he does at uh, Arkansas. He, the players liked him. You know, the, he, he got along with everybody on the team. I think just it's really simple in terms of overall team success. Yeah, he won them a Peach Bowl. I'm not going to take that away from him. He played pretty well in that Peach Bowl. But ultimately, when it comes to being a better quarterback, Trask, he makes smarter decisions. He's an accurate thrower. I, his arm strength is not quite the same. Nowhere near the same, actually. I don't think Trask – I think in terms of – Having a future as an NFL quarterback, Trask needs to get arm strength. Otherwise, he will not be drafted. I don't think Trask will be drafted. Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I agree with you. He doesn't have the arm strength Felipe does. The The situation I'm looking at at Florida, the quarterback situation, is how much playing time Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson are going to get because those guys fit Dan Mullen's system a lot better. And Emory Jones, contrary to popular belief, you know, a lot of people don't think he can throw, and that's why he's – no, Emory can throw. I can think and, he can throw. He can throw. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably do think he can throw, but just by how he's played in the system, it's kind of like that Chris Leak, Tim Tebow uh, package deal back in 2006 that Florida ran and Dan Mullen ran, and I like it. It works. It's well, Tim Tebow of, can't throw, so. Tim Tebow could you shut, home shut your fucking face. <laughs> you talk shit about Tim Tebow on this podcast. Oh, I'll talk shit about Tim Tebow all Tim, day. Tim Tebow is – the best quarterback in college football all I time. I mean, he went, and, he went and the, 4-0 against Florida State. And Elway, oh, yeah, well, Elway had a stick up his butt. <laughs> Elway had a stick up his butt and had to get Peyton Manning over Tim Tebow and kicked him out of the Broncos, who never yeah, beat really Florida won. in his college career. That's right, Peyton Manning. I'm talking to you. Although he did win a Super Bowl for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah and he went to another one. How many you Super know, Bowls did Tim know, Tebow maybe, go to? Maybe, maybe it was right call. Hey, it, does, it doesn't even matter. Steelers. Give him a chance. You, you, wanted, you didn't hey. want a quarterback to play tight end? Come on. Like, pay, the Patriots won, switch tight end. Desert, I think we'll put him at fullback. I love, the, guy's I love quarterback. the team player, Tim Tebow. He'll, he, he will, uh, he'll do anything for the team as long as he's the starting quarterback. Hey, I think I read this right. Tebow is the only Broncos quarterback drafted by the Broncos to win a playoff game. That's pretty impressive. Enough said. He's the only Broncos drafted quarterback to win a playoff game. Because Elway was not drafted by the Broncos. He was drafted by another team. Okay, I didn't realize that. And then on that, that day, so. was dra- was traded. Cool. So, that, there stinks. you go. Go Gators. No. And – He's a philanthropist. Like, come on. And his wife yeah, he, is he, 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 um, he mutilates kids wife. in Africa's penises. So, you know, we all know you are an advocate for non-circumcision of children. But this and is he's not, just mutilating not, dicks. He's mutilating this, dicks in Africa. It's why, not, what, what, why do, what, what is this obsession he has with children's penises? Like, it's, I don't think that's it. I think, I think he does a lot of other things. I too. think we need to ask the bigger questions. It, this he he hasn't been on the flight logs to Epstein's Island or anything. I don't think we need to go. That we know this of. One. It's a religious thing. I went there. So I'm not here. here. I'm there not we here. are. Like, oh, we're not here. <laughs> there we are. And with that, so this is where we're at right now. Damn it! <laughs> this is where we can't get nice past the bar with this. How do yeah. we? Where do we go from here? I I really don't. I go know. back to the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's time to wrap this one up. Um, I I uh, hope to be putting these out a lot more. I'm in my last uh, last year in law school, so it's going to be a lot of hard work for me. And, uh, you know, I hope we can be more consistent with these. Obviously, we, we never did the offseason uh, in the past, um, even though we, we wanted to do a couple offseason episodes. But it, there has been just a lot going on in the world. Everyone knows that. So uh, we will get more consistent. We're just going to build this thing until it's a well-oiled machine and then Barstool has to pay us money. That's going to be the goal. One day. One day. Yep. So with that, uh, we'll see you during the season. Uh, Probably, probably have an episode the week before week before college football starts, something like that. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do uh, a commentary a commentary on the game or something like that. That'd be fun. Live Twitch stream it. I'm working on getting mm-hmm. overlays and stuff for that. So lots of lots of good stuff coming coming y'all's way. Cool. Yep. Well Peace. glad that we got to uh, do it. One second, wait, wait. Uh, James James Blackman stinks. So what ha- is what's going on with James Blackman? Can we he get stinks. a James Blackman update? Yep, he stinks. All right, all right, all right. You guys don't leave. I want to talk to y'all after. I'm gonna end the uh, recording now. So, tune into us next time uh, on social media, Higher Frequency Podcast Network. We have the Luchadors of Liberty, the Bachelor Bros Podcast for all your bachelor and bachelorette uh, shit talk, college football extravaganza, and Higher Frequency Podcast Network. Um, yeah, listen to them all. It's fun. Uh, don't get me fired from any potential job I might have. <laughs>